it's not the routine it's the lesson of creating space every morning for yourself doesn't matter what you do in that space mm -hmm. it's the space learn to create a moment for yourself sat on the toilet having a bath in the shower mm -hmm. the moment before you go into work even on the underground whatever it is a moment to yourself and then when you really need that moment it's there it's when you forget that moment things can start getting harder. Hi, I'm Gemma Petherbridge, and this is the Higher Self School podcast. Each month we explore topics that are perfect for the spiritually inclined and curious. So if you're part of the awakened generation, this podcast is perfect for you. everyone welcome back so it's the end of the month which means my business bff is joining us again rachel how are you well thanks Gemma. thank you for the lovely introduction that's really nice how's the first month full month of fire and alchemy going yeah thanks Gemma. okay so it's gone really well actually so january was um very quiet i think for the first few weeks but i think that that was to be expected um i think the collection yeah. everybody was feeling you know just a bit they were in hibernation i think after christmas um very much so so and then we went into february yes it's picking so, up absolutely so everything is picking up which is great so that's been really good and we've had some great events so for those um who haven't um who don't know what um fire and alchemy is so we are a space uh, based in london and we do events uh, we do spiritual development events we do self-development events we're also a um, sort of a retail space we sell uh, crystals we sell herbs and we've got a coffee house element as well so we sell sacred uh, cacao so people can microdose on that every day which is lovely um and blue lotus tea and things like that so we're an in-person sort of spiritual hub um, but the main thing that we do is is obviously the classes and Gemma very kindly does classes for me as well there so that's you know brilliant so but yeah things have been have been getting much better thanks they're starting to pick up I think and as we head into yeah. spring I think we're seeing very much a pickup because we are, so if anyone who hasn't heard you miss last month that was the first time that Rachel got to join me again in quite a while because originally we used to have a podcast together and you basically launched Fire and Alchemy in December didn't you so what we're saying yeah. about picking up is literally it's a launching business and therefore you're finding your customers telling the world about yourself and each month you're going to come on so we can talk about the theme of the month so this month being morning routines but also so you can share what it's like Mm. to start up in the industry and to tell us what's going on for you next so what are yeah. you doing for March 2023 oh, okay so for March well, what I'm trying to do it might be helpful if I explain a bit what I'm trying to do is have every couple of months is have a theme of the month so February was all about the month of love so cultivating self-love yeah absolutely um, gotta be gotta be a thing it has to be and I wish I could have found something a bit better than the month of love I felt oh, like that was a bit of a marketing a cop out <laughs> but that was all about you know um 
cultivating self-love and that includes you know obviously putting in boundaries um, your relationship to self relationship to the body relationship to others romantic relationships you know wounds and healing all of that sort of stuff and um and then we have you know themes throughout the year so may will be all about fertility and about um sort of the mother wound and trying to you know heal past things from that but so march we don't have a specific theme but we do have a number of events going on so things like we've got some astrology things coming up so we've got astrology 101 uh we've oh, got the journey mm, i love the astrology 101 yeah. stuff um and it's really good because we're following it up later in the year with an astro cartography workshop cartography so, maps 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 Ooh, yes nice. so i don't know if anyone um is really that au with this because i think it's quite it's not very well spoken like it's not, no, just, it's it's not, not. Very widely think, spoken about you told me about it and then i was googling it like mad so yes share yeah. a bit more while we're on that what is that okay so astrocartography is the idea that you have um certain lines um across a across a map um and those lines represent you know emotions or energies that you would have in the place where those lines kind of run through so if you imagine and you can do this online if you type in astrocartography there's like three um kind of tools online where you put your date of birth in where you were born you know the usual kind of astro stuff when you're trying to pull up a free natal chart or something like that and then it comes up with a map and it shows you where the lines are. So, for example, my Mars line is in London, which if I'm working for myself, that's amazing. I'm going to hustle. I'm going to work. If I'm working for someone else, I'm going to be doing 18 hours a day and feeling largely unfulfilled. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, it's really interesting. It kind of sheds a bit of a light as to why we go to certain places sometimes when we need certain things. Yeah. So, you know, I've been to Dubai before when I really needed to release and do some real spiritual like inner work. And you would not think that Dubai would be the place to do that. You know, um, I think usually when people go to Dubai, it's very much for, you know, the holidays, the sites, shopping, um, you know, all of that. And I went there literally to journal for five days solid and then come home. Yeah. <laughs> but one of my significant lines is in Dubai. So for me, that was the perfect place to go and be held with that. So astrocartography is a really interesting, really interesting subject. And it just isn't very widely known about. So um, we've got one of those coming up later in the year. But the preamble to that is the beginner guide, like the kind of Astro 101. Mm. So that's this month. So we've got that. So that's really exciting. Um, we obviously have um, events for Astara. So Astara um, Equinox is obviously upcoming. So yeah. that's exciting. Yeah. Um, so we've got that. We also have um, a course around moving from self-criticism to self-compassion and self-love. So that kicks off as well in March. So that's a really, that's one I'm really looking forward to. Um, I'm also going to be doing that course myself because I just think it's so important and it sounds like such a great course. So I'm doing that one too. So if it's could... a course, how regularly is, are they they're coming in to the shop yeah, on a regular basis? Yeah, nice. every week for six weeks. Yeah, that's a lovely idea. I love it. I think everyone could do with more self-compassion yeah. and self-love. Um, so that's really lovely. Then we have also our um, spirit uh, baby spirit fertility team starting in March. That's really exciting. So that's all about um, 
fertility and uh, grief around baby loss and fertility issues and things like that and this kind of the spiritual energetic i should say blocks around it um and that's a, that's something that's really um quite close to my heart like i'm really mm. excited about the start of this we've got two fabulous ladies that come in and they'll be talking um about you know women that are going through and men because there's pressure as well obviously on dad yeah. but um you know pressures around um, when you're going through fertility treatments and when you're trying to conceive and all the pressure that comes with that you know from yourself or from the medical industry if you're going through IVF you may only have one round of it and you know trying to lift some of those energetic barriers um, and then they also um, do kind of the spirit uh, medium stuff as well around people who have, have lost babies and things like that so it's absolutely it's just a healing it's absolutely lovely the two ladies that do it gorgeous um and sounds just, very profound it's profound it's very sensitively done because as you can imagine it's such a delicate topic but they help so many these women are amazing they help so many people who are going through real challenges so um the yeah the fertility the spiritual fertility hub is what it's called and that all kicks off around march so they're doing circles um every friday night for six weeks uh with deborah is deborah's one of these these lovely ladies um and they're also doing some events as well and that kicks off um mainly in in march but also in may we're doing a real big push around that so wow. it's just such a lovely um uh, lovely topic and, and helps so many so many yeah people. definitely so that's really that's something I'm really looking forward to. Um, we also obviously Gemma and obviously you'll know this because you're yeah. very kindly um, hosting these events with me. So we're doing uh, a series around an introduction to spirituality, like a beginner's guide to spirituality. So we have so many people that kind of land on the doors of fire and alchemy and say, I'm a beginner, like I don't know where to start. Um, and whilst our courses and our workshops are usually quite beginner friendly, we realized that we didn't have anything that was built just for beginners. Mm. So, you know, Gemma, you're kindly um, putting on these free events um, that is an intro to spirituality. So we've got um, one of those coming up as we do every month. Um, you're also very kindly doing uh, workshops around intuition, the temple of Isis. So yeah, the goddess Isis. I'm excited about it. I love the Isis stuff. Um, so that's very exciting. And you're doing your usual dark moon ceremony as well. So yeah, yeah so that's really good. Um, yeah, and then we've just got the kind of other usual bits and pieces going on. We have our yogas, we have other meditations, but those are kind of the key things that I'm I'm really excited about. That's a lot. There's a lot there. And it's yeah. all sort of like, is that kind of thing you could be listening going, I'll do that one. No, I'll do that one. No, I'll do that one. <laughs> they all sound amazing. Yeah, you're doing so well. Bless Thank you. Thank you. Three Thank months you. in. Three months in. Oh, I should add as well, one of the big things that I'm really doing in, in March that I haven't mentioned, oh gosh, sorry, I forgot, is around, this has proved so popular. Um, we've even had, you know, some press interest in this. It's amazing. Is around psychedelic breath. So Gemma, have you ever done psychedelic breath before? Have you done any of the Wim Hof stuff or anything like that? I've done Wim Hof. So yeah. I've done the breath, um, trained as a breathwork practitioner. So they yeah. kind of yeah. bring it in there, but I haven't done, it's not really the technique that I then progressed. Yes. But yeah, tell us more, tell us more. So psychedelic breath um, is all about kind of stimulating a, um, 
the kind of like a psychedelic response, like you would mm-hmm. say plant medicine or something like that, but only using the breath. So um, I'm super excited about this because so many people are interested in it. It's a real hot topic at the moment. So we have um, a three hour event going ahead, like a kind of half day retreat, I suppose. And that incorporated within that is some sacred cacao. You know, we do the sacred cacao ceremonies. You've kindly done one of those for us before as well. Um, but also there's this kind of element, I suppose, of this kind of psychedelic breath work um and people rave about it so i'm super excited about that one as well that one i just thought i've got i've got to mention that because that's something really different that not many people have experienced that is really popular right now it is an amazing have you have you tried like now you're saying it i think i know exactly the haven't it hasn't been called psychedelic breath basically but i know the feeling the tingles the mind changes um Mm very profound body Feels. loves breath work absolutely, it? absolutely lo- of course it does you know it's yeah. completely logical it would do yeah um, but it can take you to some amazing places for sure absolutely very also very good at, you know healing and mm. just changing the mindset um and changing the brainwave as well that's what it's all about and we do it to you know we've done um, one in february but it's all about you know doing it to some well some of our classes very much doing it to electro music as well absolutely. which helps you kind of get it. it's just a very different friday night <laughs> and why not <laughs> And why not indeed? It's an so, age of Aquarius Friday night. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Um, but on the other side, you know, we do have breath work that's more, I suppose, my speed, um, pun unintended, but you know, that's very slow. I love mm. that kind of really slow, really deep breath work. So we've got to, you know, we do have that too. Um, but psychedelic breath, I'm, I'm yeah, it's just a bit different, isn't it? It is, it is, yeah, yeah. Now you say it, I do. So when I did the training, you do the, the slow work and then yeah. you do a different breath, which is about gathering all the energies and creating quite a a buzz, quite a fizz around you that you can then harness yeah. your intuition or you can go off to other dimensions. And yeah, it makes Love sense that. that you could add that to that kind of music for sure. Yeah. Okay, anything else or should we go for the no. top of the month? Let's start with the topic of the month. Okay, so a little recap for people. We are this month, and this is the last episode. So next week we move on to the next one, which is intuition. But before we go there, we'll finish this one, which is morning routines. And the first week we were looking at what that means, what that is, why it'd be good for you. Second week, I started to suggest what that could be. Still trying to keep it quite vague because it's all about what's right for you at this moment in time. Then, and I was doing a little, you guys remember, there were little recipe, morning routine recipes, which if you go to the the bio for this episode, click on the link, you can download them. So you've got the recipes. Last week we had Paul, our meditation expert, our expert in so many things, but very much here to talk about uh, meditation for us. And this week, Rachel and I are doing our chatty, friendly discussion on our morning routines so Rachel do you want to tell us a little bit I know in the first week everybody had or second week actually everybody heard about my routine yeah I know you know my routine could you tell us what yours is and how maybe it's evolved over time oh gosh yeah sure sure so um I think 
Gemma, we've probably got some similarities in terms of what's, you know, what we've tried and what's worked, what hasn't over the decades. Um, but I actually think that's probably very similar to the collective generally. Yes. So I think in my 20s, I was very much about getting up very early, being very regimented, going to the gym. When I was, as I was getting more and more into my spirituality, I'd, you know, I'd do my um some I pulled some tarot cards or I'd you know sit and meditate but it was very regimented so you know the 5am miracle project I do <laughs> you, you we know. literally spoke about it yes <laughs> yeah so I, was... I must admit I still love it I still get it it's still a thing it's just it's not my energy anymore agreed yeah absolutely yeah. I loved I I did really well off that and I actually love the concept of it and mm -hmm. I think if you can follow it then that's absolutely wonderful um and yeah and I did do that throughout my 20s but I really I think you just got more energy as well in your 20s yes. um <laughs> so going to the gym for an hour and then going and doing you know other various things like your gratitudes your tarot pull um your meditation whatever it might be um also I didn't drink coffee in my 20s either and now I can't start the day without coffee so you've got to be really careful about how you time things because I can't have coffee and then try and meditate it's ridiculous <laughs> so um yeah so that I think that's a real big thing is that I was very regimented in my 20s and I would try to follow a very similar I didn't know about it but in hindsight it, it was very similar to the kind of 5am miracle mm. mindset or approach um I think over the years what I found that really works is I can't be regimented I put aside some time or I try to put aside some time each day to do something but I don't necessarily work out what that's going to be or even really consider it until either the night before or the morning of, just depending yeah. on how I've slept. Um, so I think that quite masculine energy of being like, right, regimental, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm driven, I'm definitely doing it. Whilst that worked back then and I could follow it, now I can't do that. And I also refuse to beat myself up about it when I don't do those things. That's exactly what I was saying the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're very similar in this aspect. Yeah. One thing I think I did do a lot of um, when I was doing some training um, was making myself sit down every morning, uh, first thing in the morning and do um, my meditations. And that was all through my... I was doing a high priestess course and I was doing, and it was very much around devotion to um, the, the goddess Isis. And I would wake up in the morning and the first thing I would do is go and go to my altar, sit down, do my prayers, that sort of thing. Um, and devote myself to the, to the goddess every morning. Now I didn't end up finishing that training. That wasn't for me in the end. Um, and also I'm not really, I'm not a kind of, labels person so I'm not really too fussed if I can't call myself a high priestess that doesn't really bother yeah. me at all but for me it was all about learning about what that that type of devotional um practice looked like and I'll be honest it was hard it was really really hard you know to get up every single morning for months to go and you know you do your prayers in Egyptian and then you sit <laughs> sorry <laughs> What? I can't do English. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, when I was learning Sanskrit, I was like, wow, this is, oh, it's beautiful, beautiful yes, energy to absolutely. a language. But Egypt, yes. oh, bless you. But also, I don't think it was beautiful when I was doing it. I just don't think if anybody could really hear it, they'd be like, what on earth are you talking about? Like, this is complete gobbledygook. You're not doing this very well at all. Um, languages has never been my thing. Um, but, you know, you would do that and then you would sit and you'd chant um, 
the names. So, you know, Isis is known for many, many names and you chant through your goddess names as well. And there were different things that you would do at different times, but it was a lot. It was a lot. And in the end, and if I'm completely candid, there were mornings I'd resent it a hundred percent. That's the thing, isn't it? You don't want to, re- yeah. you want that flow. You want yeah. that compassion, that love that I'm in my absolute joy right now. And a lot of routines, if you stay really rigid, you do resent. You do resent. And that's not what you want to do with a spiritual routine or ritual, because that goes against absolutely everything that it's supposed to, it's supposed to do. I mean, yes, I would look at perhaps why I was resenting it, what kind of mood I was in that day, perhaps. Was I just feeling rebellious? Was I feeling lazy or lethargic? Which is also fine, because sometimes the body, especially if you kind of track where you are each month with your cycle, there are times you should be lazy and lethargic. Lazy is a terrible mm. word. Let's get that word out. But, you know, there should be Restful times when you are like, yeah, yeah, you know, you should be like that. You should be restful. You should be, you know, not doing much if your body's saying, I don't want to do this today. But so I feel like, again, with that kind of structure, whilst I did do that for quite a long time, and there were certainly days that I felt it and I loved it. And I'd be like, yes, I can't think of anything better than doing this every day for the rest of my life. Um, towards the end, it kind of got a bit, it kind of got a bit like, no, I'm not enjoying this anymore. And also I'm somebody that gets, you know, really, I'm, I, get, I get quite, not bored easily, but repetitiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the whole point of a devotional practice as well. That I was going to say, that's, that's, a, that's a conversation in itself, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher and part mm-hmm. of that qualification is you've got to do the 40 day Kriyas constantly. Yeah. So 40 days of the same practice for the, at the same time, ideally, there's a little bit of a leeway there if you need it. Um, and it's all about observing how, so I thought I projected onto that practice that every day would be easier and better. And I would see healings, you know, I'd see myself get better. And uh, the first time I did a 40 day career, they're like, no, 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 that's not the point. It's so you can see your personality in its true form. You do the same thing every day. Yes. So you can see how you respond. Yes because the action is the same. So who are you each day? And there is an argument to say, therefore, (laughs) you and I are slightly contradicting ourselves with, yes, do what you need to do for you each day. Yes. I imagine sometimes, you know, the different trains of thought, some people would love doing the same thing every day. It's almost like their meditation, the Kriya, the same thing. it's It's two different things I feel I think so too and I think it's very different if you're looking at okay what am I going to do going forward it's like in my mind as you say there's two different things if what am I going to do going forward so each morning I'm going to carve out I think it's fine to say each morning I'm going to carve out some time to do some sort of ritual practice and leaving it quite fluid I mean I'm talking for me personally if I agree to do something for six weeks or four weeks or a year or a two-year training I need to know what I'm doing going into that and commit to that and I think that's very different if you're in the mindset of I want to learn to do something or I want to you know do this high priestess training or whatever it might be or my kundalini and I know I need to do something every day for 40 days or for six months or for two years or whatever and you know I think that's a very different energy because you're going right I'm committing to that and I will you know come hell or high water I'm going to do it because I'm committing to it um, and I'm dedicated to doing that if you're looking at like a very small or significant life change 
And actually, it's not about committing yourself to something really big for six weeks or however long it takes. It's actually like, I just want to get more healthier in my mind or my spiritual practice. I just want to develop that a little bit. Okay, in which case, you know, do whatever works for you. But I think they're very different things. You know, it can be, I'm going to make a small change every day. And that kind of is good for habit. And I'll yeah. talk a little bit more about habits, actually, because I just want to raise a book that um, is really good about habits. Um, but yeah, I think that they're very, very different. That committing to something that's only for a short period of time. And I think that's absolutely great. Um, but if you're actually the mindset is, I just want to change something going forward. I think sometimes that has to be kind of smaller so that you can engage with it more. Does yeah, that make sense? Like that. Yeah, it does. Definitely. Yeah, so the, the book I mentioned, Gemma, so um, I'm not sure if everyone's, if anyone's read it, um, it's Atomic Habits by James Clear. So uh, I must, I must confess, I haven't read the whole thing. Um, I do pick it up, pick it up and I dip in and out of it. Um, but it's very much the, one of the concepts in the book, which is, is brilliant, by the way, I think, I think it's great. Um, even though I haven't got to the end, I must admit, but is about building habits upon habits. And I think the same is really good for rituals. So some of the things that I've done, I, you know, my gratitudes, I do that every day. Um, so usually I'll get my coffee and I'll sit down with my journal. I'll write down my gratitudes. What do I want to achieve that day? If it's a Monday or a Sunday, what do I want to achieve for the rest of the week? If I'm, you know, feeling introspective, um, you know, what have I, yeah, what have I achieved? Um, and then what do I want to manifest going forward? Um, so I quite like journaling as well. I'm a big journaler. So I do a lot of that too, but I also do affirmations and the affirmations for me are on the bathroom mirror. At one point there was three pages of them. Didn't work for me in the end. That's an essay. It's not an affirmation. It's an essay. It's not, it's not, but I just add to them. I'd find new affirmations. I thought, oh, that really resonates. I'd add to them. Um, but for me, that's not really now in this period of time where I'm at right now. Um, I sort of have like one page and mm -hmm. The idea about the habits and why I bring this up is because for me, when I read about you build a habit upon a habit, it made real sense to me. So, for example, if your habit is to brush your teeth every morning, um, there could be a habit that hangs off that. So the habit would be, OK, I'm going to brush my teeth and then I'm going to read my affirmations out. And because oh, the affirmations good. are there on the bathroom yeah. mirror, yeah. you're going to do it. Okay, so then you've built that habit. So how many of us, you know, get out of bed, go to the kitchen, get themselves, you know, maybe drink like a litre of water or half a litre of water, whatever it is that you do. Um, and then you get yourself a coffee. Okay, well, that's a habit. Well, what else can you do in the kitchen whilst mm. you're doing your coffee? So whilst the kettle's boiling, is there some sort of very small habit? So on the inside of the kitchen cupboard, are your affirmations there? You know, so... It's yeah. things that you already do that are like rituals anyway, that essentially you just build upon them. So you hang one habit off of another. And there's been lots of studies and um, statistics. I don't know any of them, obviously. I'm just going off what the book says. <laughs> but there's been, you know, these studies and statistics about how that works. And, you know, it does work. It's like if I'm in the car nice. um, and I'm more likely to listen to an audio book in the car than I am anywhere else. Yeah. And, you know, that for me is kind of a habit. I get in the car, I turn audible on. Um, and that's where I hear all about, you know, I listen to my spiritual books and because I don't really have a chance to read that much at the moment because it's, mm. you know, it's busy. But so I like listening to them on audible. Um, so again, it's a habit, but I get in the car, I do a few things in the car and then I turn that on. So again, it's just it's it's just that that same thing about adding something to something else. 
I love that. In the, I think in the second episode, week two of this mm-hmm. topic, we spoke about cues, putting yes. things like in your way that you see it, this equals I do this, but that you've adapted it and took it a lot further. So the cue is putting the pint of water by the bedside, right? I need to drink that, yes. putting having your gym kit by the bed so you put it on. So you're kind of telling your body, I'm off to the gym at some point or I'm exercising at some point, but you're even aligning them further. There's yeah. there's more going on, which is lovely. And it is the difference between remembering success and yeah. not. And yeah, and actually, that's actually, really lovely. And that's a really good point as well. The other thing too around cues, um, mm-hmm. whilst you said that, that's just um, brought something up for me, I guess, is that um, make technology work for you as well in this instance. So I've got on my phone, I've got um, an affirmation that would come up about business success um, that I would read every day. And it was all about this is before I've actually just deleted it last week um, and I'm about to replace it with something else. But for a couple of years, when I wasn't sure what kind of business I really wanted to go in or what I wanted to do, and you know, I knew it was going to be in the spiritual wellness industry, but I didn't really know what that was. Um, And I had an affirmation on my phone that I set when I was living in Singapore. And it was every time I went to my favorite cafe, which was every morning before I went to the gym to get my coffee and do my affirmations or my gratitudes at the time. Every time I arrived there, this reminder would flash up. And it was right before I did my gratitudes. It was right before I did my journaling. And it was a long paragraph, well, two paragraphs about how I wanted to be um what I wanted my business to look like or how I wanted to feel in my business and I would set that for every time I got to this particular cafe because I knew what I'd be doing so you can do that in reminders on your phone like if it's you know you can set something and I'm not advocating looking at your phone when you're getting in the car obviously but you know you could set something to say every time I get in the car this flashes up on my phone as a reminder about something um So you can do that. And I did that for a really long time. And um, again, I think after a couple of years, it would flash up and I'd go dismiss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've um, got to refresh, haven't you? Even change the beep yeah. that goes with it or something yeah. for the brain to stop. Yeah. To still listen to it and yeah, notice yeah. it. And for me, that was quite a big thing was that. I get, as I said, if I do something for too long, I need to change it up because I need mm-hmm. to make that change for it to stick. So that's another thing that I've done that actually worked really well for me. Hi guys, Gemma here. So we're taking a break from this week's episode so I can tell you about a free challenge that I'd like to invite you all to. You may already be aware that every month now we focus on one topic. So as you know, this month we are doing routines. Last month we were doing moving from 3D to 5D. And at the end of that month, we had a 5D lifestyle techniques kind of masterclass. This month we are doing a challenge five days to raise your vibration. So I am inviting everybody here to join me on the dates of the 6th, Monday the 6th to Friday the 10th of March, 2023 at 8am in the morning UK time. So we have an hour together every day to show you different techniques and different ways that you can raise your vibration. Over that whole week, you will fine tune your best options. You would have created your ideal morning routine to raise that vibration and get you all to 5D. 
Now, those overseas who can't make those times, do not worry, everything will be on a replay. And if you are watching this after that time and therefore you've missed the live, do not worry. Again, you can access all of the replays. If you love this and you want to get involved, please do. I'd love to see you there. All you have to do is sign up to our school, the Higher Self School. The link is in the bio and you'll be able to attend that challenge with me. All our other courses and classes that particular month, all the replays of previous months, including last month's 5D Lifestyle Workshop. And then after that month, you can either stay a member or you can go to our free community membership so you can stay involved with everyone there and have that dynamic live chat with me and our group. So the link is in the bio to sign up and I hope to see you all there. But for now, let's head back to the main episode. Can we talk about something? This is very you and I really associate the topic I'd like us to speak about to when I first knew you, which is one of the messages I'm trying to get across for this. Because normal, normal, um, normal, nope, morning routines, I don't know why I was going with that <laughs> phrase, is it's quite commonplace. We're not talking about something that I imagine a lot of listeners won't already have a grasp on or almost be doing. It's just, we're trying to say like how important it is to them. But of course, life gets in the way. We're all busy and it's not abnormal that we could be saying all of this. And then that internal dialogue would be like, yes, but I'm busy. I've got kids. I need my sleep. Um, All of these other things that are as important and when I so you're the person who really got me into the seasons into the cycles into the wheel of the year yeah that's very much like oh, where you've inspired me hun. You know that? it's the truth I did, oh, well, wasn't into you. it before I met you or maybe at some level but not not you know literally now I'm teaching it so yes yeah. oh lovely that's really yeah. I didn't know that that's really nice yeah. thanks that's very much come from your inspirations bless oh, you lovely and that's a, that's one of the points I'd like us to, to talk about how if you are super busy, you can't be doing this every day. And mm. I understand. We all understand why. And there is a val- very valuable argument to not being able to do it every day. Yeah. In the industry, there is this comeback. But you have to. But you should. And shoulds are unhealthy. Oh, shoulds. Yuck. Yeah. yeah. And I think there are certain powerful days of the year, the moons, the Sabbaths, the equinoxes, mm-hmm. that if you can't do it at any other point, that's the potent energy to tap in. This is my opinion. If you can't yeah. do it all the time, they're the times to do it. What would you say about that? I'd absolutely agree. And also just going back to that point at the beginning, if anyone is beating themselves up about not doing their spiritual practice or meditation every morning, because I know that, and Jeremy, I think you've touched upon this as well in the series, is that there are people that should that will say you should do this every morning. Mm. Um, I, I think like you completely disagree with that. I think that life gets in the way. And I think that additional pressure on yourself is only ever a negative thing you know we never I try never to do the shoulds obviously you can't ever really get fully get away from it but the shoulds and coulds um you know changing the language up a bit if it helps anybody to know that when I was launching fire and alchemy and um, I didn't get a yoga mat out to meditate for probably about three months I did hardly any work any spiritual work whatsoever at the beginning practitioners would say to me oh I'm gonna obviously I'm gonna start my class now are you joining I would have loved to join but I wasn't in the headspace to do that you know working like 18 hours a day and just being in constant go 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 mode admittedly 
is that when I really would have could have really done with some really good spiritual practice and routine a hundred percent it would have helped but at the time when it's go 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 I completely appreciate that you know sometimes you, you just feel like you can't and if you can carve out through three to five minutes for deep breathing amazing amazing that's you know if that's all you can do then that's enough but the pressure of I should be doing, you know, I'm spiritual, especially spiritual practitioners. Mm. I feel like they have so much pressure on them to, you know, you're teaching this stuff. You should be doing it every single day, all day. And actually maybe they're hustling. Maybe they've got a couple of, you know, a couple of children that they're homeschooling or they, you know, they've got low, just bit, just life. Um, yeah. So if anyone's feeling that stress or putting themselves under any pressure, please know that that's, you know, you don't have to do that. And um, yeah, you just have to do kind of, I think whatever suits you. Um, so that's, you know, as I said, I'm very candid about saying I did absolutely no work on myself for about three months um, just because I couldn't. And I would I could have done with it, but I just couldn't do I couldn't fit it in the day. Yeah. There were, there's just not enough hours. Um, so going back to your point around seasonal routines for those who cannot make daily routines. Um, yes, I am. As you say, I'm really big into the equinoxes the uh solstices god you can't say that quickly can you solstice they're all weird words sabbaths (laughs) sabbaths um what's the plural of solstices it should be like solstice or something i don't know um but yes so um i'm really big into doing things on those and the and the moon stuff and again even when i do even when my spiritual practices are going south and I'm not doing as much as I as I would would like to um I do try to make a bit of time for online moon ceremonies um in-person moon ceremonies uh the sabbaths are really big for me um because I feel like that's you know even if it's only two hours on an online circle um a sabbath circle um I really do enjoy that I think that's the other thing as well finding something that you enjoy or make time for if you can find a practitioner that you love and you do their you know their stuff every week every month every sabbath every whatever you know that's going to make such a difference um there's a difference sorry can I just jump in and say there's a bit of a different this oh gosh my my words are all sorts (laughs) today the sabbaths are also celebration aren't they so Mm. there's they're less serious than morning routines and they're a bit of a chance to be fair you could make it a thing in the family if people are open like yes it's the sabbath today it's the equinox today you can make a thing of it and it's not you know there's eight a year it's not as yeah it's it's not as as much it's not cumbersome is it as much um the other thing I would say is that with the sabbaths there's usually depending on what you follow or who you know who you're um you're practicing with there's usually an element of release and also Mm -hmm. calling in so looking at what you've what you can celebrate from the previous um that previous time between the sabbaths um so those cross-quarter days you know between say i don't know um winter um solstice to um Mbok or you know whatever it is whichever area it is but looking at okay what have I achieved in that time and what is it now that I can I can release and what is it that I want to call in and that gives me at least some focus 
for the next period of time in that wheel of the year it gives me some focus but it also helps me recognize because i don't i think sometimes you know we're not necessarily good at looking at our achievements um we're very good at kind of beating ourselves up and say okay i haven't achieved this and this yet yeah. but what about all those wonderful things that we have achieved you know so i think that that's a really good time to do the celebration of achievements you know what have i done what do i need to release and what do i want to call in and i think that that can be done at those um sabbats or you know if you're just do, if you just follow the, the main four, so the equinoxes and the solstices, um, and obviously they're all to do with nature. So they all have elements of energies within them that support us for different things. Um, and that's quite interesting too. And it's the same with the moons as well. You know, a new moon, as you know, is all about that new beginnings. A full moon is about releasing. The dark moon is all about introspection and reflection and getting ready for, you know, releasing anything we need to release before the new moon. And, you know, and that's the energy of them. So even if it's, you know, whatever you can do, I think is just a, a really, it's just powerful to do it when the, when nature is supporting us to do those things on those dates. The other thing I would say as well is that um, if people are, who don't, don't want to join things online or in person, just want to do their own thing, um, I think that's great too. You know, I know a lot of people that will do a ritual bath, for example, so they'll use herbs that they're called, that they're uh, herbs that have got particular uh, metaphysical qualities for example they're using to call things in like love or abundance or whatever you know they'll have a bath on one of those um you know a new moon a full moon whatever and they'll just have an intention and that might be all they need to do for themselves that's it you know that's enough and that's mm -hmm. great that's still a ritual that's still gonna you know that's still gonna call in those energies that you want to call in so I think it really is for me, I'm, you know, very much like you do you, whatever suits you, whatever you've got time for. Um, it could be, you know, tea with intent, you know, bath time ritual with intent. It could be, you know, a lot of the time we feel we feel called to do certain things. So before a new moon, I'm usually like bizarrely scrubbing the house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not something any of us ever want to do but before a new moon I feel called to do it I'm like right new beginnings do you find yourself wanna... doing it before you even register it's a new moon or are you putting two and two together and like right this equals that I think now I know it's like when I track because I track the moon I track my bleed I track all of that stuff together yeah. and I just know like you know those few days before you bleed and you're feeling you know a bit well I feel a bit kind of run down I need to just sit and rest and I know to do that. So I don't put anything in my calendar social for those days because I know I won't want to do anything um, at that time. And it's the same for me with like the moon and things like that. And like in spring, you know, when we do a spring clean, it's called that for a reason because we're getting yeah. ready for a star or an equinox. And, you know, we want to just get rid of all of the gub gubbins that we don't need. You know, I go through the kitchen and just toss out everything that, I, that isn't, you know, isn't useful anymore. And I think that that's because it's part of that nature. Um, it's part of that nature cycle. Um, and that's the energy that we have. So I kind of, I'm aware of those things now, but for years, I suppose I would do things. I probably wasn't aware that the energy was supporting us to do that. Does that make sense? It does. And it's nice for people to hear that, yes, you could do it daily yeah. if it calls you, um, but also there are other energies that you can tap into. And even if it's, the the Sabbath, the equinox, the eight celebrations, you've got that as the as an option. And there is a natural, it's in our ancestral DNA, isn't it? Mm. These kind of feelings of the changing seasons. 
So hopefully people are understanding that we're coming from a place of we're not going for morning routine perfection. No. We like to, you know, it's taking time for yourself in whatever form that works for that person. And it changes. You're probably more Super. likely in the summer to be willing in the lighter mornings to get up and do a 5 a.m. miracle-esque session. Absolutely. Than in the middle of the winter. And if that's fine. In fact, that makes more sense to sleep in the winter. Yeah. And to be up early in the summer. Absolutely. And when I lived in, in Singapore, Gemma, you know, I would get up early because and the sun doesn't necessarily rise really early, but mm. it's not UK winter. Um, yeah. So, you know, you'd get up and you'd and you would just power through. But that was every day for years because there aren't there isn't any changing of the seasons because it's equatorial. There is no real change in temperature. There's no That's real there's no change in when the sun comes up, you know, so you don't ever actually I mean you just have that like low level exhaustion pretty much all the time I was gonna ask therefore over time is there a do you have to remind like do you have to make sure you sleep more is there a can you just do that because you're getting the sun all the time or is it slightly detrimental after a while well I, I can't to be honest I can't really recall like I just remember always feeling like it was like a UK spring summer um unless it was hammering down with rain and that would happen often too and then you'd be like oh god this is just like a uk winter i'm just rolling over and going back to back to sleep um you know but there wasn't any seasons and i think that's quite interesting it'd be interesting to see some studies and some stats and things about people who live in those equatorial countries and how they feel and do they always feel naturally a little bit on because it's always spring and summer um nice (laughs) it does right now doesn't it it? does sound nice (laughs) okay so as of last month obviously people are sending in questions um I know you've got a few questions to ask me but you're probably going to help me answer them as well aren't you sure (laughs) yeah okay so one of our listeners has asked um about evening routine they've said can I do a routine in the evening what do you think you can is probably the easiest answer Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's going to have the same results Mm. as a morning routine for one uh there's lots of studies now um (laughs) for me the um so I'd say you have less willpower as the day goes on you have less willpower so I'm going to just talk about my own experience therefore if I don't go to the gym in the morning chances are I'm not going at all because my brain's like nah by the afternoon and I'm more likely to eat naughty foods later in the day I could be good in the morning by a long stressful day my brain's like go and have a bit of chocolate you know you want some chocolate (laughs) so that's where that would show in my life so I think it's easier to yeah I won't do it today kind of will come in brainwave you know like you'll have that mm. train of thought oh, I'll do it tomorrow if you don't do it first thing and it's it is an early win especially the 5am miracle they're about quick wins aren't they get it done tick those boxes yeah so it probably is better as a morning routine then again when I studied Ayurveda especially if you were someone who was struggling with sleep they would there is a whole protocol around going to bed, using all the senses to help you fall asleep. So there's probably different things you could do yeah. in the evening. And also part of a morning routine when you do do it is to give yourself space to deal with stresses and issues in the day, to put you in a better balanced state so you can deal with what life brings up in a day. So obviously you're not 
giving yourself that chance if you do it in the evening on a different state though on a different theme pretty sure this is going to be in a louise hay book or something like this there's definitely if the last thought you have before you fall asleep is a positive thought you'll wake up feeling more positive so there's a kind of like you know you go to sleep going i'm having an amazing night's sleep i'm going to get everything from it that i need and tomorrow i'm going to wake up in a good mood and that is a thing that you can yeah. bring forward but it does draw me to ask you rachel one of your what i would say as a friend of yours one of your routines which mm. is kind of a night routine is to walk under a full moon isn't it to deliberately go out it's funny that. that you should say that I don't actually do that anymore. And the reason that I don't is actually is if it's really quite sad. We had um near us, um, it's quite high profile, someone got murdered um oh. kind of around the corner. And actually I stopped going out to mm. so I live in um sort of Blackheath. Um and I stopped going out after that. And actually that's really I really miss it. I miss kind of going out because I would, I'd go out at about 10, 11 o'clock at night yeah, and, um, and yeah. I'd go walk like barefoot on Blackheath Common um, under a full moon. And I found it really grounding. It would help me go to sleep because the moon re-regulates uh, re us. So, you know, you'll hear when people have got, got jet lag, they say um, go and moon bathe for an hour when the moon's out, go and stand in uh, the seawater, um, stand on the earth is another one. Um, and I think that that's good. It's not just for jet lag, but I think that's just generally good for kind of earthing and grounding us um, yeah. and just kind of getting into nature and it re-regulates cycles of sleep and things like that. So, um, yeah, I did used to do that and I Gosh. loved that. That was great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we did used to talk about, nah, are we sure you should be doing that? And sadly, yeah. is it safe? And then, and then I know exactly what you mean as well. I know mm -hmm. the case you're talking about. That's, I mean, therefore, people walking into their gardens at the most, I guess, these days, yeah. spending time um, in their gardens. Yeah, if you've got a garden, absolutely brilliant. You know, wrap up and get out there. Um, but at the, yeah, if you don't have a garden, and I would walk like for, you know, for yeah. a couple of, well, a good hour, um, hour and a half, sometimes two hours. Um, and I do that a lot under a, a full moon or whenever I felt felt like I wanted to to do that because for me it was all about that connection with the moon at the time um and I do miss that actually it's a really good point because I haven't done that for so long and now you've mentioned it, it does make me realize how much I miss that and one yeah. of the things that we haven't really talked about actually Gemma is kind of I guess that that nighttime routine to get into sleep so and that's a really good point you know that um is when you're doing routines that aren't directed at sleep they can, depending on what they are, they can be quite empowering and energetic. You know, I know other people who might go to the gym in the evening, um, which for me would be an absolute miracle at this point in time. But, you know, other people would go to the gym in the evening and they come back and they feel shattered and they'd be able to sleep really well. Mm. I know in my 20s, if I went to the gym in the evening, I'd come home and I'd have an even worse night's sleep because mm. I'd be, yeah, because I'd just be so wired. Yeah. And so sense. I think as well, that depends as well. Like whatever your ritual is, you know, if it's sitting down, turning the TV off a couple of hours before you go to bed and reading a book, um, wonderful, you know, you're not getting any of the blue right light, the Blu-ray light from the TV or from a laptop or something like that. So I think that ritual before bedtime is really 
is really important, actually, um, not to do anything too energetic, to close down the mind to get ready for sleep. Um, so again, I, and I agree with you, Gemma, I'm like 100% with you. I, I don't do anything in the evenings um, <laughs> now. Um, <laughs> literally, I just can't. I just can't. I'm just too exhausted. I can't. Um, I can't. You and I do live quite intense lives. Mm. I mean, I would love one of my kids, one of my constant, I really want to kind of pressures I put on myself is I'd like mm. to go to bed via reading a book and I last less than half a page. Like I'm just gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so those people understand who this is relevant to in Ayurveda, they've got a routine, which is basically using all of the senses to help you go to sleep. It's beautiful. It involves, you know, you have a bath, you have particular essential oils that match your doshas. You play very particular music, which is very spiritual. Um, it's amazing. My puppy, and she's very yeah. young, she would suffer the classic anxieties of, you know, like learning and unsure about things. And if she was getting, like we're trying to teach her to be on her own, I'd play that music and she'd calm down and go to sleep. So you can even see it working with her. Wow. And it does all of that. So you've got um, you take certain tablets like um, aromatherapy, tablet, all these different things. And it helps you go into a deep sleep for those who struggle with sleep. So it is mm. a almost evening version of a morning routine. So things like that do exist. But I think it's and there is a there is a therefore an argument to, well, if you get yourself into a good night's sleep, you're starting the day off better. So yeah. you could do one or the other, really. Again, this yeah. is where we're just. The underlying message is everybody's different with different needs, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, yes, you know, it just depends on what it is, what your, that ritual looks like and what that spiritual ritual looks like. You know, if it's kind of gratitude for the day that you've had, um, amazing at night, that would that would be really good. Um, I personally wouldn't do that. I, I, you know, I'd have more great gratitude probably in the mornings um, when I'm clear headed and fresh um than when I come back at the end of the day but yeah so I think it's just you know is it horses for courses or courses for horses I never know I really struggle with that one um but I think yeah whatever it is that suits the person um is probably the the kind of upshot of that isn't it yeah definitely okay so another question um that we had I'm not moved to have a morning routine if I don't have one how will it affect my spiritual development um, I suppose this kind of also dovetails with what we were just talking about. But do you think if people don't have a routine, Gemma, does it affect spiritual development? I feel inclined to slightly say yes in mm -hmm. a way, which is annoying because I don't like putting pressure on anybody ever. But I think it's it's less a morning routine. It's less. Um, I would say if you don't want to do a formula full routine like something big with all different aspects like is there one thing like if you love gratitudes if you love yoga if you love affirmations if you want to sit and just pull some cards for the day or sit and see if some guidance can come through what you and I back back in early episodes I was talking about how for me journaling has mm. really got me through what could have been some well you know, my my underlying thing that I'm always working through is um, money anxieties mm -hmm. that's from some stuff that's happened in my past. And I'm better. And I, but I can boy, can I see a dramatic difference when I take time to do this kind of work? So and I talk about it kind of if if you're in the anxiety mode and you wake up 10 being, you know, zero to 10, 10 being 
severe anxieties that really you can't do anything else but you're in that fear zone when you're triggered and things in your life mean that the anxieties are there you may wake up at a six and seven there's not long to go till you get to attend the day could get you to attend quite quick but if you do these morning routines it kind of means you start to go further down the scale so you may go to a four or five then after a few weeks you may find you're a three or four and it just gives you more capability to deal with your day and Rachel and I, before we actually started recording, we were saying you may go a few weeks without doing your routine because life gets in the way and then the stresses come in. And then mm. at some point, some point, your mind remind, remembers to remind you if you were doing your morning routine, you probably wouldn't have been this stressed because it would have created that extra space for yourself. Yeah. So 100%. it's. I would say, and I'm saying it out loud, I think I know what my message is. It's not the routine. It's the lesson of creating space every morning for yourself. Doesn't matter what you do in that space. Mm -hmm. It's the space. Learn to create a moment for yourself, sat on the toilet, having a bath in the shower. Mm -hmm. The moment before you go into work, even on the underground, whatever it is, a moment to yourself. And then when you really need that moment, it's there. It's when you forget that moment, things can start getting harder. Does that make sense, Rachel? Makes complete sense to me. And I do agree with you. Like those three months where I didn't do anything, when I got to the end of it, I was like, oh, you know, ordinarily, if I ever felt pressure or stress, first thing I do is change my diet, get down the gym and start deep breathing and making some time to do all the things that I know keep me, keep me um, mentally and spiritually, emotionally healthy. And then obviously you get to a point, don't you, where you kind of go, oh, I'm not in that lovely place. Why is that? Oh, well, I've stopped doing the things that I should do. I've stopped doing my deep breathing or I've stopped expanding energy. Expanding energy is a great one. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, Gemma, you probably will touch upon this in a future um, sort of uh, podcast month. But, you know, expanding energy and looking after your energy and energy cuts and things like that. You know, that used to be such a big part of my of my morning routine was looking at, you know, right, consciously expanding the energy, my energy field. Um, and that would make a huge difference as well. And yeah, when you don't do that, it's, you know, in hindsight, when it all kind of, when everything starts getting a bit on top um, and you look back and go, oh, well, I stopped that. I stopped that because life got in the way. So I think, you know, if you can um, continue at least with something, no matter how busy you get or, um, you know, well, just doing something for yourself. And as you say, making that space for yourself um, at some point, um, I think it is beneficial. And it's funny, this this adds into the final thing I want to remind people before we say goodbye to this topic, and it works really well, is try all of the different routines. There are so many different things you can do. You may even have one that isn't obvious, that's very unique to you, that we, we haven't mentioned, that we probably wouldn't mention because it's not in the standard normal morning routine bracket, but for you it's a thing. And... Just try them all so you know them all. You've learned all these skills. They're easy skills. This isn't hard stuff. And then decide on that moment, whether it's like Rachel's idea of when you're looking, when she's looking at the mirror, doing her teeth by the mirror is affirmations. That's her thing or whatever that is to you. Like put those moments together so you've got something that's you every day to check in. How am I? How am I doing? And actually, Rachel, this finishes really well with me reminding everybody about and this is the last reminder I'm sure we've just had our little 
advert halfway through that Chris, our lovely editor, has put in there for us, talking about our next workshop, which isn't a workshop, it's a challenge. And it's a five-day challenge called Racial Vibe or Racial Vibration. And it's all about over five days meeting me at 8 a.m. UK time every morning if you're anywhere else in the world. Don't worry, we've got the replay so you can do it when it suits you. And I'm going to introduce you to different techniques every day and you're going to create your own recipe of what you like, what you don't like, what works, how long it works for. Don't forget, I'm not into times. One day you could journal for two hours. One day you could be like, not journaling at all. That's not, you know, it's fine. Or if it's one minute and you move yeah. on to the next thing. Try And I'll show you all these techniques so you know them all. By the end of those five days, you kind of know what you like the most. But the key is you've shown up at 8 a.m. every day. And moving forward, you're like, oh, you can just come into your space, sit there and be like, what do I need today? What do I fancy doing today? And trust that you are wiser than you probably realize you are. And you'll just know, you'll be like, I moved to pour some oracle cards. I moved to do a pendulum. I just want some nice hot lemon water. That's what my body needs today. We'll do all of these things and then you know them and you can just bring them in if and when. So that's the last reminder, guys, because next week we move on to our next topic. That particular challenge is Monday the 6th to Friday the 10th of March. And all of the links for that will be in the bio. And now I'm just going to say a lovely thank you again to Rachel. Rachel, is there any final words? No, no final words, except to say your challenge sounds fantastic. Thank what a great you. reminder of how to other ways to raise your vibration. I love that. Honestly, I did not like that's just perfectly aligned onto it. It's like, actually, yeah. I'm going to show you all the techniques in a few weeks and then you can do your own little recipes each day. And there are days, I don't know about you, Rachel, I'll come and sit. I've got a little yoga, literally where you are seeing me right now, off to one side next to my crystals is mm. my mats. Sometimes I'll just sit there, just be like, mm. you know what, this is enough. I'm just going to sit for a few minutes ignore the world do my thing maybe the cat's going to come and say hello and then I need to get on with my day but it's just yeah. checking in but also I mean that's another thing as well isn't it that we could kind of talk about for another hour I'm sure is carving out a space for ritual or routine um that your mind immediately kind of goes to as to yeah. being okay well that's my space for this or that's my space makes for a big gratitude. difference yeah, um yeah 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 it does and I know some people in the school are starting higher self school if people are wondering what that is are starting to create places in their house that's their routine space and the body knows doesn't it the body mm. reacts it's like this is my sanctuary space mm. and it will yeah. already start to quiet quieten the mind and prepare for meditation or yoga and it just knows doesn't it, it gets programmed it's another cue in a way Absolutely. And I'm sure, again, you'll probably talk about altars as well at some point. But, you know, that's also why we have an altar as well, because yeah. it gets us straight into the energies of, Definitely. you know, whatever it is that we're doing at our altar or whatever we're celebrating. And, you know, that's why we have these things, because they, you know, they bring out that sacred energy. Yeah, yeah. The begin When I was planning this month, originally it was going to be, I think I even said to you, uh rituals and routines, and therefore yeah. altars would have been brought in. And I was like, when I sat down to plan it, I was like, I'm overdoing it again. I'm trying to <laughs> offer too much, in, like it's too much. So they're two separate topics. So we'll definitely do 
in a few months. So next month we're doing intuition, what that is. Um, it's huge. I think it's one of the main funnels to an actual happier, higher self lifestyle. Tapping in, who are you? What's your own individual individual guidance compared to, you know, we can go to our friends and family for advice, but it's their take on our situation. Our higher self really understands the take. So yeah, and then after that, a few months later, we're going to do guides, angels, deities, goddesses, and all of the other non-physical supports that we can bring in and that's when we'll do alters that made love much that. more sense love it <laughs> at that yeah. point Looking cool. forward all right great lovely to speak to you we'll see you or we'll hear from you again next month so thank, thank you, you and thank this. you for having me again i always enjoy our chats on these i you know really love it and me all right guys i will see you next week for intuition until then have a lovely week and i'll speak to you soon bye guys Bye.